Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Frying Pan Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Almighty Loaf Seer, and I'm here with my near and dear friend and co-host, Robert Acadia Natural Spring Water D'Onofrio. How you living? I feel like the past few weeks it's just been uh, different types of water. Um, I you know honestly that might be the same kind, but it's the only kind that I've purchased recently. Hey, that's funny. It, honestly it it just might be the same like case. That's true. Um, how do you feel about people making tier lists for different brands of water? Honestly, I agree. Because, I like, Dasani water used to be top tier for me back in the day. But recently, every time I've gotten a bottle, it's just been crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, always think, kind of funny. I always think it's so funny because it's like it's a different product. It's literally just fucking water. But, uh, I mean, water definitely does have a taste. Like, take like Manchester water, which is the area that, you know, you live in, right? Well, I'm saying it, well, that's different because it's different. Like, it's not like you're drinking like the swamp water that comes from Manchester tap water. You're drinking like purified water. Okay. I I guess. I guess. I guess. But I I feel like there is definitely a difference. It's almost like because there is a taste difference between, you know, temperature and water. Like, you can tell temperature by taste with water. That's fair. Uh, I, I always put Aquafina on my top tier of waters, I'd say. Really? Yeah. Okay. Never really stirred me wrong. I feel like the only, like, consistent one for me, like, that's been, like, my top is probably just Poland Spring. And I want to say that just because it tastes fine no matter the temperature, I've noticed. That's fair. But for me, like, if, if Smart Water's at the right temperature, that's A1 for me. Uh, is Fiji Water overrated? For some reason, whenever I taste, uh, like, drink it, it feels heavy to me. Like, high on minerals or whatever. What's from Fiji? Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I've never had Fiji water. (laughs) I would never never spend $3 for a fucking smaller bottle of water. I've gotten it a couple times just to, like, really see if there's a difference. (laughs) Not a fan. And then I've purchased, like, a Voss water, which is another one of those, like, supposed to be, like, the upscale brand of Mm -hmm. water. And that one, I kind of felt like it, it definitely tasted good, but not to the point where I would spend $5 for, you know, a mediocre size bottle of it. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember back in the day, Smart Water was, like, pretty expensive. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, uh... But now it's fallen in line. Yeah, maybe the climate of water will, uh, decrease, who's to say? Um, anyways, how you doing today, anyways. bud? Um... I'm doing good. I had a pretty banging presentation in one of my classes today. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of been living off that adrenaline since. That's nice. Yeah. I, I got up there and my hands were shaking so bad because it's actually been like, it's been a while since I had to give like a formal presentation. Mm-hmm. Or mm, I don't want to say a formal presentation. I had to give a presentation that I wasn't really prepared for. Because I knew it was a presentation, but it, I guess it was more like I was under the, gosh, I can't even think of the correct word here. Regardless, I thought that it was going to be kind of like a loose presentation on the subjects that we were given, and we were kind of just supposed to summarize it, and that was that. 
but it turned out to be kind of like a longer winded thing and i had to go last so i was able to see how much effort everyone else put in Mm -hmm. so i you know adjusted but that meant it was a lot of improv so i had to make sure i wasn't like talking in circles and i don't know it was uh it went really well though my professor was happy with it i was happy with it that's all that matters at the end of the day um did you mean under the influence no 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 um it's not, like it's it's I don't want to say it like under the stigma but under it's something similar to that like it's just idea uh, under the impression under the impression there okay. we go that's the simple saying I was forgetting I was under the impression that it was like a loose presentation but the people that went before me or rather everyone went before me kind of like set the bar higher and higher mm-hmm. so I had to accommodate you know which was fine you know I uh it wasn't like I had definitely had enough content to cover. It's just I went like I only prepared like just the surface level. I wasn't expecting like anything longer than like a three minute presentation, but it turned into like a eight to ten ish. Oof. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a lot of improv. Yeah, uh, I mean, realistically, because I had to write an essay on the same subject, I was able just to pretty much use a decent portion of that. Oh, okay. So, it was nice. Nice. And then left my u.s history class early because i messed up and i thought i missed a lecture so i was reading his lecture notes and everything but that was just the lecture for today oh yeah so i just left early yeah well fuck it That's yeah fine. i mean i didn't really want to stay much longer it was a nice day i wanted to get out on the road on the road again can't <laughs> wait to get out on the road again <laughs> yeah uh, you know that leads me to now you know uh how about you how was your day today oh well you know it's a lovely week we got started um laid off this week because there's nothing to do um so you just Mm -hmm. woke up went to the gym came home ate some food um played some rocket league and here we are what'd you uh do at the gym today what was was today's day uh today was legs tuesday is usually legs not my favorite but we persevere it's all about um it's more of a mental game because I I like sat in the parking lot for a good five ten minutes just like do I want to I mean like I can I can just drive home and like it's fine I don't have to do it but we dug deep we persevered um do some squats did some squats called it a day um uh talked to my hairdresser also um I'm gonna get my hair colored again but this time I'm gonna get it colored to what I want it to be um gonna look real edgy real cute um follow me on I think instagram you cute always oh stop it you're gonna ruin my self-confidence um <laughs> don't gas me like that but jeez don't compliment me or else i'll think i'm actually a human dude i don't like i don't like being complimented i don't know what it is it just makes me uncomfortable um you know that's actually a huge uh like a uh, topic in uh like sociology the uh Sigma around males and their inability to not get compliments, but like accept them as well. Yeah. Because like, obviously guys get complimented a lot less than women just because there's, you know, a lot less things that's, you know, stick out when it comes appearance wise that we change. Yeah. Fair. And at the same time, you know, that's just how it is really. But anyways, that's actually, um, like a, in sociology, we were talking about that, that, uh, like moving past, you know, guys getting compliments. When they do get them, a lot of them feel instead, like, instead of like feeling good, almost feel uncomfortable. Yeah, 
because they're it's so like alien i guess yeah i just i'm always complimenting my homies yeah i just see it as like i don't believe it so i don't accept it or also like if it's my friends complimenting me like we like to fuck with each other a lot so a lot of times it's just like oh they don't mean that and that's fine i just want you to know if i'm complimenting you i pretty much always mean it and i just want to let you know that when you compliment me it will make me uncomfortable well you know you're just gonna have to be uncomfortable man because yeah. we're out here trying to create a positive environment and complimenting your friends is a good way to make sure their self-esteem stays at a good level very fair Tw- go through life 2019 is the year of positivity that's how we do it over here at the frying pan it is it is um speaking of saucing in the frying pan getting hot and sizzly nice and warm uh first topic of the day is <laughs> Great I, owner, no, Robert I was, Kraft. no 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 i was i had the wrong article open and i was like what the fuck <laughs> this isn't it but uh oh, i love that they're okay hold on sorry a little sidetrack so i also had an article open but for the dumb the dumb website i guess after you stay on one article after a while we'll just you know switch you over to their newest article or whatever oh, yeah. i was so freaking confused man because it was like such an alien topic like yeah. compare because you know the one we're looking at right now is uh the one that you're about to introduce yeah well but it, it was did... it was a sports one but it changed over it's like a home ec one is oh. the moral of the story and i was just like how'd this happen yeah because that's what happened to me was i had it on the um, this article but then it changed to 86 tons of boston market frozen meals have been recalled and i was like that's interesting but it's not the one i wanted but anywho, uh, New England Patriots anywho. owner Robert Kraft, um, he's in he's in a little bit of hot water right now because um, I guess I think it was the day prior of the AFC Championship game, he went and got a little uh, little happy ending at a spa parlor. Now, for our listeners that don't know, what do you what, what what's a happy ending, Dan? Uh, I got a nice little hand job, um, <laughs> but it's not nice because it's kind of like. I don't want to say against their will, but it was essentially like prostitution and like sex trafficking. And I guess there's a huge investigation into it now. It was okay, at, well, um, sorry, hold on. All alleged, okay. by the way, even though apparently there's video evidence, all alleged. Mm-hmm. But um, it happened in the Orchards, Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter, Florida on January 19th. Mm. Well, I was going to say like, like on the sex trafficking aspect like he's not involved in the sex trafficking just to clarify like it's just the establishment itself is under investigation yeah you know i'm i'm actually pro sex work in prostitution and stuff i mean not like, a, i think i don't think in this scenario like i understand well, where you're coming from but i mean obviously like consent like as long as the you know parties are consenting you know, i'm saying like yeah. a woman a woman or a male whatever should be able to I don't want to say sell their bodies because that's rather crass, but you know, I, mean, I feel could, like it should be legal. Yeah, they can do what they want with their bodies. Like I'm not exactly. I don't think I it's guess. a big deal, but when it comes to like you're just an object for like a pimp, then it's a big issue. Exactly, and uh, that's why this place is under investigation. Yeah. Is because they believe that they could be involved with sex traffic. Yeah, I mean that's a huge issue is human trafficking, but it just like gets swept under the rug. But it's literally like. I think it's top five in most profitable like markets, but it won't get talked about. 
Cause that, well, that's just because it's illegal and no yeah. one wants to believe in it, really. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with, like, drug trafficking, but I think human trafficking is a bit more uh, intense. Well, um, yeah, yeah. But the thing that um, I find interesting is, I guess, well, he did it twice, so there's no way he can be like, well, I didn't know it was going to happen. But I guess in mm-hmm. Florida, the only... It's a first-degree misdemeanor, and it's your punishment is, like, one year in jail or, like, 100 hours community service, and, like, that's it. Realistically, it's... I don't want to say it's just soliciting uh, pro- prostitution, but that's really just what it is. Like, thankfully, that's all it was, you know? Yeah, fair, I guess. Like, in terms of, uh, you know, he... Like, the, the issue here, rather, isn't, like... It's just that he went and paid for this to be done to him. Like, that's, like, a, I guess it, it breaks the law, but that's not, like, a, like, breaking, like, a big social thing. Like, he's not totally a scumbag for it, you know? Yeah, I guess he's not killing anyone. Exactly. Like, the only, the only reason why it would be, like, you know, he'd be a scumbag is if the person did it against their will, which is why the police is under investigation. Yeah. Um. But I still find it weird, though, that, like, a man of his, uh, wealth would need to solicit... Dude, when you when you're fuck like when you're a billionaire like he is, you just do whatever the fuck you want. And you get bored of everything, I'd imagine, because that's what seems to happen with all of them. Like, um, yeah, but you think you think this guy could have went to a bar and just been like, "Hey, I own the Patriots," and people would throw themselves at him. I mean, this dude's seventy eight year old. I don't think anyone's throwing themselves at Robert Kraft. No offense, Come Robert. To- I don't think you're that attractive. Dude, have you never seen those pictures on like Instagram of the clear like gold diggers, like the, the, the like the eighty year old men that have like a twenty five year old girl hanging off? Yeah, their I'm arm? pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure his wife is like thirty. Oh wait, he has a wife? Yeah. <laughs> then never mind. This guy sucks. Yeah, I'm ninety five percent sure he's got a wife. Let's 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 double check. Steven. All right, Steven's coming out of his cage to Google it. Yep, Nikki Noel Lander. He'll he'll probably pass away over the next ten years. And then she's she's good. She's set. She's she's good. See, that's the power play. Like, if you're a gold digger, I respect that. That's the ultimate hustle. See, I okay. I really have to disagree. I'm I know. I have strong opinions on that because I, I feel like gold 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 digging in general devalues women so much, and like it's just never talked about how it's an issue. I in my opinion. And especially in like the entertainment industry in general. Well, I think it's I think it's on the same lines of like prostitution. I mean, kind of like essentially they are you know making themselves look attractive so then they get picked up by you know people with money. But yeah. still, it, it doesn't change the fact like that you're kind of like devaluing, I guess, the gender in itself. By I would doing that. I wouldn't say devaluing the gender. I feel oh, like that's well, a bit that's a bit harsh. It definitely takes away from them. I disagree. I'm well, th- when you I think feel... about it, like these girls are like they become role models to younger girls because like they may be gold digging, but they may not. You know, some young girls may not realize like that they are. So they think this woman is successful because she's able to buy a lot of stuff. But in reality, it's just because you know her husband or significant other or whatever just has a lot of money and she happens to be attractive. I like I I just feel like it doesn't set a good example of womenly success i mean that's fair but i also feel like the majority of incidents where it's like a 90 year old dating like a 20 year old 
is mostly for like they're both on the same page of like you're gonna die soon but you want to have a good time and i want money so i can I th- respect that i, I think it just works that. on that i mean like if you're like the same age and you're just dating them because they have a lot of money then i'm not too on board with it but i'm mm-hmm. thinking like oh. hey if you're if you gotta do a couple things for mr craft to inherit a couple billion well that's who's to I say do kind of, i do i do i do respect like that that's kind of fine in a way it's i guess it uh it comes down to every situation the yeah. last thing i'll say on it is the comedian bill burr he's really crass kind of a dick but I he has a he has a uh, a bit that he does on uh gold diggers and it's hysterical to me and if you have the time i think you guys should check it out it's definitely worth a listen just because of how uh mad he gets yeah no bill bill burr is funny i like bill burr yeah he's kind of a dick yeah but at the same time like that's like his like persona so i can kind of look past that yeah i think it's like his shtick for uh his exactly he's the loud guy from boston yeah which is fine but i guess there's um video surveillance of him slipping money to the person at the desk and then going to the back room getting butt naked and then lying down on a table and then a bit of fondling, and then he gets in his white Bentley and drives away. Jeez. Yeah. And he did this I twice. I always found that weird. Do do do. Uh, this is a little sidetracky, but in a in a uh, massage parlor scenario, like I know personally, I can never go to a massage parlor because I like as soon as someone touches like anywhere below like my like my back or my neck or anywhere like that, like I get instantly like so tense to the point where like I want to vomit. Oh really? Like I don't like people touching me that i don't know like in that area of my body like massaging i don't like being massaged or whatever by someone i don't know like when i was doing physical therapy because i really messed up my neck back in high school Mm -hmm. like i had to go and the person we would start off our the physical therapy by me getting a massage and i shit you not like i was just sitting there nauseous the whole time oh really yeah it's kind of me being a baby i guess but it's just like i always felt like getting a massage from someone was such like an intimate thing uh no no that's how it always felt to me just because like you don't really like let people touch you from behind i it's the okay what i'm saying just sounds really weird i just don't like being touched by someone that i don't know that much i guess is what it boils down to so i don't think i could ever go to a massage parlor could you yeah easily i've done it before it's nice Every I once in a while. I also feel like I'd, I I would probably like die on the inside, stripping down naked, and you know. I mean, you don't you don't have to get butt naked. Oh, yeah. Not, not I don't know. For your physical therapy, where they're like, "Oh, your neck's looking a little crooked here. Get naked for me." Well, no, obviously not that. <laughs> but I, I was just talking about the massage parlor scenario. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a the the typical anti spa type of type of manly man (laughs) i mean you just don't like people touching you like that. that's fine that's very reasonable yeah but But, uh, let me tell you the kid will will definitely get a mani pedi that's true many i almost said many (laughs) petties but underrated for men definitely recommend yeah Um, i mean i like doing uh, on that subject i feel like it's important for guys to take care of their uh, nails and stuff like that just because like you said it's underrated yeah, I've always had a bad habit of biting my nails. 
Oh, that's such a hard habit to break. I feel you. Yeah. But back on topic, Robert back Kraft, topic. Uh, fuck you. Do what you got to do. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, but moving into more uplifting, we did talk about the Oscars list um, a few weeks back. And the Oscars oh, happened yeah. on Sunday. So we're going to get into did some they? big... Yep, they did. We're going to get into some big winners. Um, oh, wait, yeah, they did. I knew- before we start, uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper had a very um, enticing performance. They did a little duet on the piano, and it was like, oh, just get married already, is what everyone was saying, <laughs> even though Bradley Cooper has a, a long-term wife. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, like, uh, people were just like, just, just fuck her. <laughs> we We don't want her. We want you and Lady Gaga. And it's like, there's a big difference between art and life, mm. but whatever. But um, we're gonna go best in picture, Green Book. That was the um, it was like a white cop and a black cop. They drive through the South, but I guess there was a lot of controversy with it. Um, oh yeah, because the the depiction of the Jim Crow. Yeah. Ness. Yeah, but we're not gonna get into that because I don't mm. want to. Um. Best director was Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Um, Best actress in the leading role was Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. Jordan said he didn't like that. I think I might have to give it a look. Um, Best leading actor was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Very cool. I'm very happy about that. Yep. Uh, Best song was Shallow from A Star Is Born. Who'd have thunk it? Um, Best original score was, this is a fire name, Ludwig Göransson for Black Panther. That's a great name. He sounds straight out of, like, uh, Bloodborne or whatever. Honestly. Yeah, I will name my kid Ludwig. If my kid comes out and I'm rich, I'll name him Ludwig. Yeah, I, actually, I agree. If I was rich and I had my kid, I'd name him, like, Cornelius or yeah, something like Cornelius, that. Yeah, Cornelius, Bartholomew, <laughs> any of the Cor- three. Cor- <laughs> oh. Cornelius, Ulysses, D'Onofrio. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, best animated film. Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Thank God. Let's go! Very happy about that. Um, a lot of them are just kind of like side pieces. Mm. Not really side pieces, but those are like the main ones. Cause a lot well, of one thing like... I did... I'm sorry, hit one, me. One thing I did want to talk about pertinent to that is that Amy Adams and Christian Bale always do so good together when it comes to like getting rewards for the movies they star in together. Yeah. I just I... want on that i i, I just it, it, it was pointed out to me that in three different movies where they're together they do really well in together what movies do you know um vice american hustle and the one where christian bale was like really skinny i can't remember what that was called oh that was a while ago i can't remember yeah that was either. a long time ago but uh the what the fighter the fighter oh yeah, yeah it, probably yeah, it was the fighter but um I was going to say, or what I was going to say was, I feel like a lot of the movies that get nominated for Oscars shouldn't, because I feel like a lot of these movies just aren't that good. Like, they're okay. Um, it was, At least within recent years, like, how last year, Moonlight and um, La La Land, I think La La Land was really good, and I think that deserved it, but I thought Moonlight was just, like, a very okay movie. I don't think it was, like, a best picture film. Well, I mean, obviously the Oscars are supposed to be like a spectacle, so I'm sure that really influences a lot of the choices they make. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Because it's not like it's like the People's Choice Awards, you know? 
Yeah. I just don't understand how... Yeah, I don't understand how movies get nominated is, I guess, what I'm depicting. So I don't... I don't... I know it doesn't go off, like, box office or like scores mm. on like Rod Tomato, but I want to know who like who hands pick who hand picks these. Well, I I imagine that's like the the Academy that people thank in their speeches, right? Yeah, that's fair. But that's true. I don't actually know like how that process works. I wonder if there's like a do- like a mini documentary or something on YouTube that we can find that kind of sheds light on that process because I really don't know either. Yeah, we we can give an update next week when we figure it out, or we can mm. look it up really quick. Didn't this Oscars also not have a host? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people were just like, eh, I'm fine with there not being a host. Um, I was listening to a podcast that was saying um, Billy Crystal is going to be really upset about that one. Because um, uh, I don't know if I don't know if you ever noticed, but Billy Crystal just casually hosts the Oscars like every four or five years. He just comes out of nowhere, like under the rock he was under. I don't even know who billy crystal is the actor that you don't know him until you see him and then you're like oh that guy and then it'll make sense but um i guess oscars, this guy yeah oscars are chosen by members from each branch in their respective categories i guess okay. oh so it's um like actors vote for actors directors vote for directors and writers vote for writers Okay, that kind of makes sense, like, how some of, like, the lesser-known pictures get put in then. Yeah. Because it's probably, like, a, like a director, like, directors nerding out about someone else's directing and stuff like that. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would make sense that a lot of these movies, because they have probably subtle things that only, like, other directors would have a keen eye for. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense, because a lot of people just go to the movie to watch a movie. They don't really dig deep well, into you know, it let's let's make it big in hollywood and then direct a movie and then you can get a say in it so you can get a real insight uh i think directing would be really cool but i don't think i would be good at it you know i, I thought i had a good idea of how directing works but the more and more behind the scenes stuff i watch the less and less i actually know what they do yeah no i feel that because there's so much effort that goes on behind the scenes that like you would never think Whatever come like, to play. I'm, well, on that note, I wonder how, how like John Krasinski manages to direct and star in like his own movie. You know. Yeah. What well, I, I feel like that might be easier because you know exactly what you want and you're the person that's going to be delivering it. So I guess it makes mm. sense, but still, it would be difficult. Mm. I, it's like um, also every actor or not actor but director has like their own niche, like um who's the dude that made aliens ridley scott right uh i believe so yeah i guess he's We're talking about like the aliens versus predator movie yeah uh, uh, pre- it's ridley scott i'm pretty sure did aliens but i know he's the type of person that he's just like a a one and done kind of guy like one take all right let's move on well i'm pretty sure aliens was james karen cameron though by the way oh is it james karen ridley scott was um no ridley scott did aliens yeah he did the he also new did blade one runner and he did alien and i think the new alien yeah he also did blade runner and prometheus yeah he did the 1979 aliens yeah no i'm talking like alien like xenomorphs yeah like they're they're the same thing like that's what i'm talking about as well oh, okay because i guess alien and aliens are two different movies okay 
I'm just used to saying aliens. My bad. Yeah, no, no, no that's that's perfectly fine. I, he did the one way back in like 1979, and then um, the new one he did. Yeah. By the way, he did like Martian as well, which was really. Yeah, he did a lot of good movies. He also did the original Blade Runner, which is why um people say that Blade Runner and Alien are canon in the same universe. <laughs> which high key kind of bothers me, but I'd be really interested in seeing that. Didn't, he also did Prometheus. Yeah. Which... Uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant... Alien Covenant was bad. Prometheus was very interesting, but it, it just was... fell off so bad. It was like... I definitely thought it was an interesting premise. Yeah. I think it was a boring I, movie, but... I felt like I was like... I thought it was pretty intense, just because I really did, had no expectations. Like, I didn't see it in theaters. I, I scooped it out of the, the red box when it came out. Oh, yeah. So when I was watching it, really had no clue because going in, I just knew like Prometheus was like the name of like some mythological uh, titan mm -hmm. from Greek mythology. I didn't know anything. Like, I was like, oh, it's a space movie. Okay, lit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I had, it's so hard to form an opinion on the movie for me because it's like, it wasn't bad, mm -hmm. but it, I don't, it's, <laughs> I just, I don't have any. I don't have any ill will against it. I just think it was very weird. Like it just mm -hmm. it it fell apart, but it picked back up, had intense moments and moments, moments, and then it just fell apart again. And it just kept. It was an endless cycle of it for me, and it bothered me. Mm. I guess it's been a long time since I've actually. But it had Michael Fassbender in it, which I really he did, like him. He did so good in that movie. I think he was the key in what kept that movie together. Mm. But regardless, that was the Oscars. Yippee. That was the Oscars. I take it you didn't watch it? No. That's fair. Actually, like, uh, when I when you first brought it up and I said, wait, really? It was... Oh, that makes like, sense. <laughs> but then again, that's probably why between yesterday and today, I've been seeing stuff from the Oscars online. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it when it was going on, but I've seen the majority of the highlights for it. In the, uh, yeah. the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper performance was the highlight. It was very just adorable mm. <laughs> but moving on is there anything you want to talk about any I... uh, topics on your mind actually yeah so did you hear that slipknot's uh slipknot singer says imagine dragons have replaced nickelback as the worst band i high key agree okay see i disagree right you disagree no i'm not a fan of imagine dragons really at all I think uh, in the beginning they had some catchy songs like Radioactive and Demons, like, but oh, then the radio killed that for me, much yeah. like it did for other people. And now I feel like all their like new crap that I hear kind of well crap. Yeah. But I feel like, like I don't even know why Nickelback is considered bad. Like, does that make sense? Like I don't actually know. Like I just know that I'm supposed to not like Nickelback. <laughs> well, it's. Nickelback and um, and Imagine Dragons are in the same boat as they just made music not because they liked it but because they thought people would like it. So there's okay, no like I respect that. There's no, I don't want to say creativity, but there's no like actual passion behind it to the majority of people that listen. Okay, and I respect you can, that. You can tell because they, I mean Nickelback for example, um, I don't think they were ever good. <laughs> I always thought it was just like. If you were Dude. if you were a middle aged dad, you 
it was in your blood to listen to Nickelback, and I think that was the majority of their uh, Dude, demographic. Ten-year-old me thought Rockstar was a banger. Well, yeah, ten-year-old you, but then when you get to twelve, you're like, oh, mm, no thanks. <laughs> Mostly because when I was twelve, I was like Skrillex. I feel that. I mean, I'll agree though. Like um, when Imagine Dragons started putting out music, I really liked. Um, I liked Radioactive. The first song that like blew up by them. I can't remember the name, but I'll have to find it. Was it not radioactive? No, there was was one before that that, like, really popped off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, the reason why I brought this up is because I just found it so funny that Slipknot's lead singer called them out. I feel... Slipknot. I feel like a lot of people have been calling them out, but yeah, I don't... I don't know if Slipknot is really in a position to talk either, but I don't know too much about the death metal scene so i can't really form well, an opinion my general understanding is that slipknot people okay so what i've read from this article and how people react is because much like you i don't really know a lot about like the metal aspect of music but excuse me from what i've read people treat slipknot as say like someone that likes rock would treat like the foo fighters or even nickelback like they're seen as like the very, very shallow, shallow surface level stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, this article kind of jumped out to me because everyone was like, even though, like, people were like, yeah, I agree, but at the same time, why are you saying it? Yeah. Um, that's actually kind of, kind of it. I just thought it was very funny. No, I think it's funny. I liked, um, one quote he had is that he said um nickelback is to rock what kfc is to chicken and i think that's very fitting <laughs> jeez or it's like yeah it's good i guess but there's definitely something better <laughs> but yeah i would definitely say that um, nickelback has passed the baton over to imagine dragons because they you know- just uh I'm actually still kind of heated that I can't think of the song that you're talking about. Here, hold on. Look at Steven on it. Is it bleeding out? No. That's like the only Nick, uh, Nickelback uh, Imagine Dragon song that I can think of. Uh, it's, the city it, never it's time. Tonight. It's time to give. I think it's, it's time. time. I think so. Yep, that's the one. I still like that song, to be honest. Wait! I didn't even know Imagine Dragons made this song. Yeah, dude, it came out... I actually like this song a lot, as well. Yeah, it came out, like, 2010, 2012, and I was like, Okay! Okay! (laughs) Holy crap! I actually... Like, whenever this song comes on, like, I can't help but hum along to it. Genuinely never knew it was an Imagine Dragons song. Yeah, it's a nice song, too. I don't mind it. I like the tune to that song. Yeah. Um... But as for what Imagine Dragons pumps out these days, it's literally just radio trash. It's just fodder at this point. Dude, that song, Thunder and, like, Believer, Believer I have such a problem with. Uh, Thunder more than anything because it's literally just Thunder, feel it, Thunder, lightning, and again, over and over. And it's played in every freaking store. And oh, yeah. it's on the radio, every other five songs. I, I... I loathe that song. Yeah, it's so much. I think it's it's on the verge of being a Home Goods TJ Maxx classic. It might as well already be. Yeah, give it a few months. But um, no, I agree. I don't like them. 
I, not a big fan. They can they can pump out whatever they want, but I think once you lose your creativity in making music, you just people don't respect you anymore. Rightfully so. Like I'm I'm sure they like what they're doing, but I feel like they can realize that the lyrics they're pumping out are just garbage just to compliment or at least have something to go with the instrumentals. Well, I feel like uh like Imagine Dragons thing like from the beginning besides that song that I just figured out like it always seems to me like their like thing was songs that are supposed to be rather like empowering like say like demons like the part of the song that everyone really liked is like when it goes quiet and he just you know shouts you know like does that like yeah. netflix thing where he just sc- like i want to screams but sing screams you know what i'm talking about yeah no, i know exactly like what you're po- talking about yeah like the powerful voice type of stuff and that's yeah. like was their thing for so long you know with the big drums and stuff but eventually mm-hmm. i feel like they ran out of like proper lyrics to use and that's where i think thunder came from yeah that's fair because Thunder's supposed to be that powerful thing, but they couldn't put lyrics to it, so they had to keep going, Thunder, feel the thunder as they or, beat their drums. Yeah, or like any passion whatsoever. Mm, God. Like, I don't even think Believer's that bad of a song. I that like bad. It. I'm not I, I like, there's a remix of it that I really like. Yeah. But that's bad. Um, Nickelback, Imagine Dragons, they're killing it. They're, well, uh... I... They're... They're they're killing something at least. Well, you could say that their rivers are high, which kind of goes hand in hand because new pictures from Mars show that ancient rivers used to flow there. That's that was a great segue, by the way. I'm really proud of you for that one. Uh thank you. That's a that's a gold star on the good boy chart if I've ever seen one. How many more till I can get some tendies? Oh, that was gross to say. Only <laughs> twenty, but uh, yeah, so. We're back on Mars. I feel like yeah, we always end up Mars. talking about Elon Musk or Mars in some way, shape, or form. Mm. But um, picture surface that there used to be ancient rivers. Um, okay, well, <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about why that's like kind of like a big thing. So, <laughs> like the article says it pretty good. Um, I'm not sure who they're quoting here because it's in quotes, but this uh, this article's from Fox News, believe it or not. the The quote is: "We see Mars as a cold, dry world." But plenty of evidence suggests that it is not always it, it, it's, it was not always the case. So, the reason why that's kind of important is that it provides hope that under a certain level there is either still water or potential for maybe even land to be fertile, or just I guess there's just a lot of uh, it. It really uh hmm let me think of the proper way to say it. It uh it gives a lot of hope for the whole like colonizing Mars thing, I guess, which is why it's important. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean that was also like a big thing that or a big reason why we went to Mars to see if we could find any form of water or like any form of in any way to inhabit it, I guess. Yeah. Well it's also cool to think like that say if Mars did have water for a long period of time, like there could have been a potential for some form of evolution to take place there, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Like, I'm not saying that there's, like, aliens on Mars now because, you know, there's been signs of water, but I'm saying, like, Mars could have been another Earth, and that's pretty cool. Like, that, like this shows that there's still stuff to discover about Mars, even though it's seen as this cold, untouched place, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's just, I think space is such an interesting topic, because it's, it's so weird to think of, like, we're doing this in our lifetime now. 
I don't know if you ever have that feeling. I agree because it's like it's so vast it's almost hard to wrap your head around but we're making actual progress yeah in our lifetime and that's just i don't know it's just so weird to think mm. like i about, always thought it was kind of weird to watch like a phenomenon blossom before you yeah like elon musk being born <laughs> even though it's before uh, our time <laughs> but still i don't know um, well, uh, obviously the link to the article will be in the description, but take a look at the pictures. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I find it surprising, though, that this is the first time um, that we've come across signs of ancient rivers and whatnot. Yeah, well, I mean, not? we're not scavenging it daily. Well, of course, but I mean, the, like, say the rover was on Mars for a decent bit of time. That's true. So, who knows, maybe, like, uh, we obviously don't know a lot about Mars's geography and whatnot, but maybe just this one part of the planet, you know, had water on it, not the whole planet. I don't know, there's just a lot of cool possibilities that, and speculations that get opened up by just this small discovery. Yeah. Well, I feel like the only way we'll find out is when we send the people up there. Mm-hmm. And we get our ancient aliens and our big old robots and we take over Mars. The thing is, like, we've, uh, like, I, I, we've known about, like, the ancient flows for a long time, but, like, this is the first time where, like, the layman gets to see the pictures of it, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Us, uh... It's cool stuff. It's cool stuff, Dan! Us, us, uh, subhuman oxygen breathers couldn't comprehend Mm. the... The um, fascinations that go on on Mars. <laughs> Life Gosh, is strange. Man. Space Imagine. is scary. I would never oh, want to go to space. space. Um, honestly, I, I really don't know because who knows what can become the norm once we're say like in our fifties, right? I what I kind of want to see because we talk about space a lot and Elon Musk and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in our lifetime, I would like like. The colonization effort to be almost like a uh, almost like the California Gold Rush was. Like I would like it to be like that. That was a really interesting uh, uh, comparison. I like that. I was just well, the la- that was just like the last thing I think you'd say, <laughs> but you came out with it. Well, yeah. it's kind of true. Like I, I would like like the, all the new explorers and people seeking glory and whatnot, f- like f- somehow find a way to get to Mars to help the colonization effort. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I agree. But what would you do if, say, that finally happens, you and me, we're sitting on our rocking chairs, drinking tea, listening to the radio, and um, it's like, oh, today's the day that they're going to land on Mars. And, like, they get there and they land, and it turns into, like, a Prometheus thing where, like, the planet itself is kind of alive. And, like, we have the... Um, what were the guys in Prometheus called? Do you remember? Like, the big beefy Dude, ones? I don't I don't even know. All right, I'll just um the they were like our creators, uh, I guess. But the beefcakes, what if they like came out of the ground and they're like, "Welcome home, brothers." Jeez, that's kind of scary. That would be scary. Well, it could go one of two ways. With the like, "Welcome home, my creation," or they're like, "Eliminate," and then they blip blap blow us away. <laughs> could you imagine we land on Mars? People are like, like, oh, time to uh, like search the planet and scour it. Lo and behold, like, freaking bug-like creatures start crawling out of the ground and uh, shit. Oh, that'd be scary. Uh, have you ever seen the, um... I believe it's called Space Troopers or something like that? I don't think um, so. 
Yeah, no, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. It's oh, basically yes. Yeah, you have? Yes. <laughs> Alright. It's like it turns into a scenario like that. Like that's crazy. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. Or how about um we go to Mars and we're walking for days and then we get over like a little bit of a hill and there's just like a whole city already set up. <laughs> and they're like, Oh hey guys. Could you imagine? It's just been a huge cover up this whole time we've known about aliens. Yeah. Just on the other side of Mars. Or like Mars doesn't rotate it, hypothetically. Like Mars just doesn't rotate. So it's like, oh yeah, we don't go in the barren wasteland. But over here is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a huge scandal. That'd be interesting. I'd love to hear that. Well, I mean, you never know. Um, the U.S. is probably hiding trillions of things from us. Well, speaking of scandals and whatnot, did you hear about that guy that spent near 40 years in prison for yeah, something he didn't commit? That's fucking crazy. Yeah, he, like got, he got convicted for, like, a double murder that he just never mm -hmm. committed. You know, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen a story like this before, but it, it was for... Um, for a different guy and he actually did not come out of it as well as uh this guy did he uh he's now getting 21 million dollars but that really doesn't uh that doesn't really alleviate the fact that he spent 40 years of his life in a prison for yeah. something he didn't do yeah 40 I, years that's so frustrating that like the best way to compensate for ruining 40 years of someone's life is money I like guess he's... like twenty one million is nice, but it's like there's nothing you can say or do that's gonna be able to justify this in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Well, he's seventy one, and I hate to like be like an asshole, but that's pretty freaking old. He lost the best years of his life because of this wrongful conviction. Thirteen thousand nine hundred ninety one days. Jeez. Yeah. But you know, it's like so. He didn't do it, right? Could you imagine living, trying to live every day of your life? Like, I don't know what his actual sentence was. Probably, I imagine life because it's a double murder. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, could you imagine thinking that you're just going to live the rest of your life in a prison? So, if he's 73 now, take off 40 years, right? So, that means he was 33. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine realizing that all of your best years, all your shots at you know making a relationship, everything like that? just gets thrown away and still trying to live your life. Like, I'm very happy this guy got out, but it still sucks, man. He lost the best parts. Yeah, exactly. Or one of the best parts, sorry. You know, the, the actual, like, the light part. The, the post-prime time. The, yeah, the post-prime time where you get to uh, take advantage of the clout you gained during prime time. <laughs> I guess, yeah, right? Uh, it's just, it's crazy. And... I guess, like, the evidence was never, like, like set in stone either. Like, it was just, mm. it was, like, a very wishy-washy trial, and he just happened to get the shit end of the stick. Mm. It's just, I don't know, what can you really do? In this scenario, it's just, like, it's kind of too far mm. gone to justify you messing that up. It's, yeah, it's so just... it's so difficult being, like, uh, anyone that does forensics or police work in scenarios mm. like this. Well, it's also 40 years ago, so thankfully we've made a lot of progress since the 80s when it comes to uh, 
this kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. hopefully no one has to go through what this guy went through. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen again. And I'm sure it's mm-hmm. happening right now with a fuck ton of people. Oh, wrongful convictions happen every day. Yeah. It's just, it's not every, it's not every one of those cases is, a, is you know, a life sentence for a murder you didn't commit. Yeah. But I think the worst part is that he never gave up, like, trying to prove that he was innocent. Mm. Like, he, uh, I'm sure he got parole a few times, but he just never got out. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the thing. I guess he probably turned that into his drive for how he kept living, you know, knowing that, like, the potential for him to essentially die in prison was still there, so. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm sure that was, like, his force that kind of kept him strong, knowing that he didn't do it. Like, just the slight hope of being able to prove it. Yeah. But, cool crazy. shit. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Crazy. But, hey, like... at least I'll get to enjoy last, uh, hopefully 20, 30 years with 21 million. Hey, I hope he, I hope he just pops with... off. Right, slap me with slap me with a twenty one mil. I won't I won't spend forty years in prison for it, but yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll do thirty nine minutes, and you can give me the twenty one mil. And we'll, we'll be good. We'll be good. I'll do you think it. he can make it in prison? Me? Yeah. Uh, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. Um, I lack the ability to uh, keep my mouth shut, and I also have too much faith in people to do be good people and not assault me for no reason that's fair yeah i just think um i just wouldn't stand up for myself Mm, i don't think i could get used to like the prison politics and stuff like you know you're not supposed to like look other people in the eyes and shit like that like i was brought up to look people in the eyes and i i'd kind of get myself like effed over just walking to my cell because i walk down the hall and look everyone in the eyes just so i could get a look at their face yeah I imagine if you um went with like you always had like a deadpan expression on your face, people would just be like, "Oh, that dude's a psycho," and they would mess with you. Maybe <laughs> that, that, that'd probably be my go-to. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I got going for me is I'm six, like six foot one, right? But like at the same time, I don't want so to be like, "Oh, time to kick the shit of this guy," so he doesn't yeah. seem so big anymore. Well, well six five, um, three hundred fifty pound Paul will really let you know that you're not that big. <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for and you're like tax evasion <laughs> oh, well that's that's a, that's a thing like especially for him because he got convicted of like murdering like a four-year-old son and the mother mm. they wouldn't take too kindly to him but if you were like oh yeah yeah if you were like tax evasion they just be like that's true okay. he probably went into like one of the bad bad prisons as well like the yeah. big ones like he he's not in some low security probably like that's Ooh. 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 but i imagine also like people might sympathize him if he pleaded his case with uh fellow convicts but i imagine mm-hmm. everyone is just like oh yeah i w- i didn't uh fucking sell pot either or whatever like i didn't do what i did yeah that's probably like a general thing. i wonder what that's like uh, i always like read there's a, a it's a common thing i read to have posts about like you know, people who have been in a prison, what was your experience like, yada, yada, yada. Like, there's always, like, threads like that going around, and I always really like reading them, but it's it's crazy. So, it's a crazy read. Next time I come across one, I'll have to throw it in the dock for the podcast just so he can link it at the end, because I do think it's worth 
people taking it t- the time to read about it because we really don't know what our prisons are like if you haven't been in one. That's very true. Yeah, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of push for like prison reform by yeah, uh, a I... lot of people, including Kim Kardashian. Because why not? Hmm. Eh, sad stuff. Well, actually, eh, I guess good stuff now, but a little shitty. Mm. Well, but, the thing is, like, the problem with prisons is that there are uh, there's private prisons, which is the the bad side. Like that that means prisons become a business because they're private. That's fair. That's like that's the main issue that is with prisons in our country is that they're private, or mm-hmm. most of them are private. Yeah. So you know, I feel like uh, if we can abolish private prisons, then you know, prison reform becomes a lot easier because you can then regulate them better. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of work as a nation. <laughs> we'll take baby oh, yeah. steps, I guess. But um, of speaking of inheriting millions of dollars, um, Gordon Ramsay's kids will not be inheriting <laughs> millions of dollars. I uh, love this. Yeah. I, lo- I love this article a lot, actually. Yeah, I guess Gordon Ramsay... Quite possibly wealthiest chef in the world said he was worth about fifty-four million, same as Beyonce. That's what it says in the article. I'll take the take his word for it. But he said um, that he will not. Um, fuck. He will not be uh, leaving, or in his will, his riches are not going to his children. Basically, no. the I believe he said the most they're getting is a twenty-five percent down payment on a flat, which is I believe like apartment. Yeah, which is like nothing. <laughs> yeah, so he, you know, he's basically the moral of the story is Gordon Ramsay doesn't want his kids to be spoiled. I guess when they fly together, him and his wife go to first class. His children get sent to coach. Yeah, you know, he said uh, he's quoted to say like they def they definitely didn't work nearly hard enough to deserve this. So basically, they don't. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a quote from me goes: "I've never really turned." Uh, I've never been really turned on about the money, Ramsey said. That's not my number one objective, and that's reflected in the way the kids are brought up. So, you know, that goes to show that, you know, Gordon Ramsey really is a good guy to care this much. Mm. You know, uh, he, he says he doesn't even take his kids out to, like, the fine dining places that he goes to, not even his own restaurants. I like that, though. I think that's a good thing to uh, establish in your kids that, like, hey, we might, I might have a lot of money, but that isn't given you the right to act spoiled or is exactly. it better than anyone just good i'm uh i'm all for it i, I mean, find it interesting like i see i i'm kind of like if i was in gordon ramsay's position the current me would like to leave some form of like legacy for my kids i guess because i find that like the idea of that kind of cool but at the same time, I really respect him doing that. You know, he doesn't want his kids to grow up spoiled. And that, that shows, like, Gordon Ramsay's upbringing as well, you know, because he, he came from nothing and made himself up to something, right? Yeah. So, you know, that I, I guess that shows how different your outlook on money is pertinent to your kids, depending on your own upbringing. Yeah, well, I think it's one thing that a lot of people in our generation are just fat, like stuck on is that they'd rather make a fuck ton of money than work a job that they like. Mm. Like I'm, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I fine agree with that though. What with working a job that make more than uh, having a job you like? Well, yeah, because 
like a job I like is is like that's like such a subjective thing. Like okay, so I've always thought that I would like to be a teacher. That's a job that I think I would like, right? Mm-hmm. At the moment, they don't pay that good, but it's it's kind of like a tra- it's kind of a trade off with how much like I don't want to say vacation, but time off they get. But yeah. at the same time, they still have to pay for a lot. You know, they, they have their struggles when it comes to money. Obviously, I hear that. And I just think to myself, like, I really like my hobbies, you know, and I don't want to have to, like, stress about stress, stress about that, I guess. Like, That's... when it comes to pay- paying for my living or my way of life, like, I'd rather not have that trade off. I I don't want. Okay. Hmm. It I'm feels like you're talking yourself out of what you think. <laughs> okay. Let me reiterate last try. Okay. I put my hobbies in my personal life and enjoying that above in priority when it comes to enjoying my job or my workplace. I mean, because I can make that like that separation between the two. Like I I do this job to get money so I can then go and spend money on what I enjoy. It would be nice to be able to do both, but when I think to myself, if I'm going to spend six years of my life and be in debt to be a teacher, because that's the job that I think I would enjoy and I would like, I'd just rather not do that altogether and go to college for, say, four years and then start working a job that I necessarily... Like, I don't want to say, like... Like, I feel like when you said, you know, you'd rather work a job you like, are you saying, like, I would take a job I absolutely hate if the money's good enough? I'm saying, why not combine your hobbies and work? Like, I'd rather work a job that I'm passionate about, even if I'm not making that much money, than work a job that, uh, I'm okay with it, but I'm working, like, 9 to 7 every day, or something of that nature. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's kind of, like, a hard distinction. What do you think the chances are of, like you finding a job that plays into your hobby like that. I mean, you can create things like that. Like, well, say, see, like, say, that's like, the hard part. You know, it's such a risk to do that. And then in our day and age, like, if you fuck yourself, you're probably going to be fucked for a while. Well, I mean, that's why you turn, like, say, like a hobby or into, like, a passion project and slowly it'll turn into something that could be, like, your career. Now, I'm not shooting that down. It's just because that's such, like, an unsure thing. You know, like, I'm in college right now. I can't just drop what I'm doing for say one of my passions, like just cause I don't have it thought out enough. You know, it's like, it's hard. It's a, it's a very hard sub like debate to go on. It really is. I mean, it's the same. I'd say it's the same thing as getting your degree and then you're not guaranteed a job. Like, so you do your four years of school, you get your degree and say you want to go into the field of your choice. It's not guaranteed. And then you're working at home goods as a manager. And that's how it well, turns out to be because you never took the risk to do something that you actually wanted to do. Okay, I do respect that way of thinking. But you do have to think, just that four years spent, like just that I can slap, graduate from a four-year college on application, instantly makes my opportunities greater than someone that just went to high school. Like my likelihood of getting, you said like a manager at Home Goods, that pays $70,000 to just be a manager at Home Goods. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like you can still... 
do a lot, even if it's not with what you went to school for, just because you went to college. Oh, I know that's fair. I'm just saying, but why would you want to be a home goods manager for 70k when you're going hour? You're going to school or not school, but you're going to work for 10 hours, and I'd imagine you just fucking hate it. Well, I mean, that's not the that's not the ideal, of course. But you know, at the same time, it, at least you're still able to make enough money to sustain your hobbies at that point. That's true. Well, I mean, that just ties back to what I'm saying is if you put enough effort into, say, like a hobby that can become profitable. You still have to make a living while you're working on that, though. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's like a side. That's why it's a hobby. Your hobbies don't take priority over what you're doing. I'm not saying like drop everything and pursue this unless you're like Mm. you're it's already off the ground and you can if you give it full attention. I guess just what is what's the appealing is like I guess the I don't want to say a low risk but the the chance of it working out are a lot higher. Yeah, it's I don't just like, dis- I don't disagree with that. I no, think it, I, th- it, it, I sorry. sorry. I think um <laughs> I think like just going to college getting your 4 years is the safest thing you can do and like you'll easily eventually find something that'll pay good. Mm. But it, that just doesn't for me specifically that doesn't seem like an ideal thing. Like cause I, I agree. I do my things on the side that I hope turn into something that I can eventually turn into a career, but I know it'll take time. I just have to stay consistent with it and keep putting effort into it. Mm, That makes sense. I I, I really do respect that. Like I, I wish I could, you know, find something that I can put myself into like that. I feel like that's also another thing. Like our generation is so unsure. Yeah. Like career plans and stuff. Like it's hard for us to find what what we would even consider to put our time in. I don't know. I don't want to speak for everyone, but at least that's no, how I see it. It's very yeah. It's very scary because nothing's set in stone nowadays, and a lot of times, like even like you'll get your degree, but it's not like your job isn't guaranteed. A lot of it comes down to who you know in the world. Well, like going I through. I agree with that. I was going to say, I think like going through college, you'll make the connections to get to somewhere you want, but you got to put yourself out there to get there. Yeah, I, I guess I agree. I, um, the way I always saw going to college is like, you know, at least like the likelihood of me making the minimum wage gets less and less with mm. more, like with the more schooling I go to. Yeah. And yeah, that's fine. I can get behind that. It just all comes down to preference. Mm. Yeah. Or, I. I I'd say passion more than preference. I wouldn't even say that. I would say it more comes down to like where you find yourself in life. Yeah, like what you enjoy. Because I mean, like, hey, if you enjoy doing real estate, then that's fine. There's a lot of money in there and you enjoy what you do. That's cool. But if like you're just going into it because you know you're going to make a lot of money, Mm. it's just I feel like it's flawed. And I feel like that's the issue with our generation. Well, it's such a hard subject to talk on. Like, you're basically saying, like, do you want to make money or do you want to be happy? It's like, well, they're interrelated. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess that's why I had that, like, minor, minor, minor stroke at the beginning because my mind was saying, hey, wait a minute. But at the same time, hey, wait a minute from the other side. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just perspective. It all comes down to what you want to do. And, like, everyone's Mm -hmm. entitled to do what they want. I just, I think money weighs too much on people's thought process on what they actually want to do and it sucks but i think that's just the climate news flash or not news flash idea flash all right Mm -hmm. hear me out hear me out go to school be a teacher right work on my doctorate while i'm being a teacher 
then start ho- then start my own Hogwarts, like start my own school. Hey man, nothing stopping you, to be honest. Oh, that that's like low key one of my dreams actually though, or not <laughs> dreams. Like, start like Hogwarts. <laughs> dreams. Well, it's just to own, like not own my own school, but like have my own school because I really would would like to get into education reform when I'm older, mm-hmm. or at least have like a voice in how you know the younger generations learn. And I feel like if I had my own school, I could help you know put that ideal into reality you know it's it's definitely you know a, a dream nothing really more than that but it's nice i like that hey man yeah. if you believe in yourself enough you can do whatever you whatever you see fit i'm stuck between uh do i call it the don academy <laughs> uh no you do not call it the don academy because then it sounds like a fucking mafia that's hell yeah man yeah well that's kind of what i was going for dude like thought it was obvious like the uniforms are just black suits and shit yeah you get a fucking m9 with your uh acceptance (laughs) package no no guns in my school sorry (laughs) oh that's a bad joke no don't say it don't say it don't say it (laughs) all right you you give everyone a katana now they all gotta watch fucking anime Yeah, they have to play uh, Yakuza or whatever the hell that game is. It's really oh, yeah. popular, the, the Mafia one. That's a fun game, from what I've watched. It looks kind of goofy. Oh yeah, you just you get a you lead an army of otaku's and then you take over Japan. <laughs> uh, look out, look out, listeners! In thirty years, I'm gonna be heading the biggest uh, private school in the Western Hemisphere. Eastern Hemisphere. You can do it. I don't even know actually. We're west. Well, no, no, I'm saying like I, I would be, I'd be in Asia, like Japan. Oh, yeah, you're east. That's the eastern hemisphere. Mm. Regardless, I like how all of this spawned from uh, Gordon Ramsay not giving his kid money. Do you think he gives him allowances, or do you think that's oh. too spoiled? I feel like he, he's probably like. I imagine if he's had this philosophy, like, since he started having a su- his success, he probably, like, I imagine he's not, like, stingy, but I imagine he's also not, like, just giving them what they want. Like, so, like, he would probably buy them, like, their first car, but it wouldn't be, like, a new, like, I don't know, BMW. Oh, yeah, be, like, like a, he would buy them, like, a used car or something, yeah, you know? like a 98 Buick. Yeah, like, so still, like, spoil them. But not, like, spoil them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which, hey, I'm all for it. I like his way of thinking. I'm I'm behind it. It's a very dad move, which I like a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Ron Swanson move, actually. Very. I don't know if you've watched Parks and Rec, but there was an episode where uh, he... Uh, the, the subject of his will got brought up, and he was only leaving his kids, like, a very minuscule amount for the same reasons as gordon ramsay doesn't he didn't want them to be spoiled yeah i love parks and rec uh, i just like that way of thinking I, mm. I wish i could get to the point where i actually have to think about if i want my kids to be spoiled yeah give it time man give it time they'll be like but dad you own every school in the nation I'm like so sorry kiddo you're going unless you get into the school legit you're going to public school <laughs> i like that all right you want to wrap it up? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I had a stroke at the beginning of that. That's I haven't good. felt right since. <laughs> Happens. All right.
All right, folks, that's been the Frying Pan Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This has been episode 17, I think, or 16, right? Episode 17. 17. 17, folks. We've been doing this officially for 18 weeks now. That's uh, that's almost half a year we've done this so far. Hmm. We're like, well, actually, now I say that, I'm kind of dumb. No, we're a good amount of weeks we're, off, we're, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, we're ten week we're ten weeks away. Huh? Yeah, kind of. We're almost a quarter of a year so far. Uh, someone give me something, okay? Throw me a bone. So thank you for coming along for the ride. If you're new, welcome. If you're been a long time listener, hey, thanks for keeping it consistent. We notice you. We appreciate you. And as always, we have social media. We got a Twitter and we have an Instagram. The handle for both is the Frying Pan Pod. We have our one of our newer posts on Instagram as in the last week. So go over there, give us a follow, like that post. Um, Twitter, we are starting to post there more regularly. Bear with us there. We had some technical issues, but sauce us over a follow. And then you're probably listening on one of the audio platforms right now, either Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or Stitcher. And if you're on any of those, thanks for listening. Leave us a like, leave us a comment, give us a star rating, how, whatever. We would appreciate it. And as always, constructive criticism is always appreciated. And you can send constructive criticism over to our email as well, in the pan podcast at gmail.com. We do this to get better. So any form of criticism does actually help, believe it or not. And for the last time, this episode... It has been the Frying Pan Podcast. I've been Robert D'Onofrio. I've been Robert D'Onofrio. And this has been the Frying Pan Podcast. Have a great rest of your week, folks. Goodbye. See you in the next episode.